Hey, let me just say again, good morning, and thank you so much for joining us online uh, for our worship service this morning. It's certainly been uh, a different time as we're doing all of our uh, connection with people online right now. And uh, perhaps you're joining uh, First Baptist Church Weatherford for the first time today. We'd, we'd still love to hear from you. Um, you know, take time to let us know in the comments of what you're watching or send us an email at info at FBC Weatherford. Um, we would love to be able to connect with you uh, in any way that we can during this time. And I hope you're doing well. I want you to know our staff is praying for you. Um, we, uh, we are still able to work in the office. So our staff is working in the office, staying socially distanced apart. Uh, so if you have any needs that come up during the week, you can call us at the office, and we would love to connect with you in that way. Of course, we, we can't go make visits uh, and stuff right now. And so that's been hard on us, as I'm sure it's been difficult on you. But we have been praying. We have been sending out a lot of phone calls. We're doing online devotionals um, each day. And our, our Brittany, our kids minister, and Matt, student minister, and adult minister, and David have been uh, working on connecting with everybody the best they can. So we hope that you feel loved and connected even in this time where we're apart. And so we're going to continue our sermon series that we started last week called Connect the Dots. And we're talking about how important it is that we stay connected with one another and of course, I guess right now we need to add, stay connected but socially distanced uh, from one another for our safety. And again, I want to just emphasize the truth that God created us to be in a right relationship with him and in a right relationship with other people. And you know how difficult it is at times when life just kind of gets off center or things get out of whack in our relationships and it just, it just doesn't feel right and it makes life even that much more difficult. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that today in the, in the concept of what does it mean for us to seek humility? What does it mean for us to, to actually look to be humble biblically? What does that look like? Think about this. You know, how you view things really does matter. When's the last time that you actually looked at something maybe in a little bit of a different light? How I view life actually matters because depending on what your, what your filter is that you're perceiving things through, uh, then you can receive things in a way that's really, really off. I mean, for example, I, I'll just say this. I tell people all the time, you know, I love text messaging. I love being able to connect with people in that way. But a truth about text messaging is that sometimes you send a text and the people may be having a bad day or may be having a rough time, and they're actually going to read your text in whatever emotional state that they're in. And that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. They sometimes add to or take away from what you're meaning for it. You know, I, I thought about this in the first time of somebody seeing something new or something in a different light. When I was in elementary school, I had a friend named Clifton, and Clifton came over to my house one day um, after school, and uh, I bet some of you can remember uh, the first time you saw TV in color. Some of you who are younger than me have no idea what we're talking about, that TV used to not be in color, but it used to not be in color. And so I remember that our family had a color TV, but Clifton's family didn't. And he came over to my house, uh, and, and we were watching TV, and I watched him just kind of stop in his tracks because he had never seen this. Now, there's another thing about color. In the late 1960s and 1970s, it's kind of like everything. When it's new, we want to have a whole bunch of it. And so this is what this TV show that we looked like, that we were watching, it's called The Banana Splits. And so you can laugh online, that's fine. I used to watch The Banana Splits, but look at that. Could you imagine seeing that in color for the first time? After not seeing that in anything but black and white, I mean, that's all kinds of psychedelic colors and things going on. And that's where he was. He just kind of stopped in his tracks 
because he had never seen anything like this. And the truth is, we're that way a lot. We get in our stuck mindset where we begin to view people or we begin to view things in one certain way. And it takes something almost like going from black and white to color to get us out of one mindset and into another so that we can see someone or something differently. And that's what I want to look at again. We're going we're to use the same verse that we used last week, but I want to read it again. It's in Philippians chapter 2, and it's verses 1 through 4. And this is what Paul writes. He says, if then there is any encouragement in Christ, and he's not saying if there is, he's saying since there is encouragement in Christ. If any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking in the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. We talked about that last week. You can see that online if you want to. Verse 3, though, he says these words. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility... Consider others as more important than yourselves. And he goes on to say everyone should look out not for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. So what Paul is writing here is it's a path to life for us. First of all, we, we accept God's love and we, we look for fellowship and we receive that mercy and, and we, we try to unite with people and come together. But then today he's talking about it in a whole new level of saying don't do anything with self as the center of it, but learn to put others first. And that's this, that's this idea of humility that Paul is writing about. And so the truth is, what he's saying, just like everything in Scripture, when we choose to take it seriously and say, I'm going to actually do what God's Word says instead of what my past says or instead of what my feelings say, God is trying to lead us to life by following His Word. And so Paul is saying that when we learn to put others first, we actually get the best life we can. Now think about that. He's saying that when we learn to put ourselves aside and think about others and consider their needs and their uh, things that are going on in their life is more important than ours, that's where we begin to find life. And so why then is it that we always need to be reminded and encouraged to get connected and be in right relationships with other people? Well, let me tell you a few reasons why. The first reason we need this encouragement it is because most of us, if not all of us, have been burned by someone. And not only have we been burned by someone, we've probably been burned by someone more than once. And we try to have a right relationship or we try to do things, but for some reason we just have difficulties in these relationships where it just doesn't work out like we want it to. We've all been there. Some of us are experiencing that right now. It's just the way that it is. Some of us have bought into, another reason, some of us have bought into this lie of independence. Let me tell you about the lie of independence, and this is what I'm talking about. And men, men, you need to especially listen to what I'm saying, because in our culture, the lie of independence sometimes is kind of doubled on us, that we're supposed to be able to go through this life by ourselves, or be independent, or be alone, or do our own thing, and somehow that gets high value. But honestly, when I look at Scripture, it's nowhere in there. Everything in Scripture points to the fact that we're supposed to have an incredible love for God and an incredible love for others, and that's how we're supposed to find life. Nothing in there talks about seeking independence and separation and isolation from people, and so sometimes we need to be encouraged that independence isn't the highest thing that we're seeking 
in our life. It's actually learning to be interdependent with other people where we find life. Another reason we need to be reminded how important it is to connect with people is because, you know, sometimes we just think that I just don't want to bother anybody. I don't want, to, I don't want to, anybody to have to, you know, help me out or I don't want to burden anybody else. And, you know, Scripture actually says the biblical thing to do is to bear one another's burdens. Now, there's a balance here. It doesn't say to dump on everyone. It says to, to bear one another's burdens and to walk with that. That's a whole different sermon that I'm not going to get into today, but I trust you'll be able to figure out what that's saying. You know, other reasons we don't get connected at times is just surely that we're embarrassed or we're scared or we're shy or we're broken or we're just tired. Because staying connected with people actually takes effort. It takes work. And then you get something like this happening when we're all sheltered in our homes and we're away and it may be refreshing for a little while, but then we start starving for that connection. And you know why? Because God created us to connect with one another. And all of these reasons that I talked about before, I'll just say it this way. They're quite simply a result of living in a world that's been wrecked and broken by sin. And so God's way is not saying that, that we're just going to ignore all these things. He's saying you can actually find a path to life and connection with people, even in the midst of a world that's broken in sin. And here's how you do it. You trust him and his word more than you trust yourself and your experiences. And then that way you'll find a path to new life. And so you can continue, if you want, to try to go through life alone, or we can actually try to trust God and let him lead us to this life. So let's, let's talk a little bit more in depth about some of these challenges that face us if we're going to actually live this out where we can do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than myself. Well, then what does that look like for me? First thing you need to understand about how we're all wired is this. My desire, my desire to connect with others is fully determined by how I view them. However I view them, that's going to dictate whether I desire to connect with them or not. And, and the truth is, we will continue to view and see people in the last circumstance that we saw them in. You know, I'll just say it this way. I know some people watching this online or some people seeing this video, they haven't seen me in years. And, and, and some of them knew me in high school. Some knew me as a youth minister. Some knew me as coworkers. Some knew me as friends. And some of them are probably watching this video going, that's not the guy I, I knew back, back then. And, and that's true. Because here's another clue about that. Not everybody that might watch this with me likes me. I just would say that. Because I've had broken relationships and difficulty in my life as well. But I, I've told people over and over in my life, one of the greatest evidences of God being at work in my life is I am not who I once was. But some people only know me as that person because that's the last time that they saw me. And, and, and God continues to make me into a new person every day. And I have had the awesome opportunity to reconnect with people after years and years and firsthand see how they've changed and what God's done in their lives and for them to experience what has changed in my life and what God's doing in me. And it's awesome to see how people change and mature. And so we need to remember that we have this default that sometimes the only way that we can think about people is in the last place that we saw them. And we need to realize that just as life has moved on for you, life has moved on for them. And if we'll trust God, we'll find a way to be able to connect with them. 
You see, think about it this way. If, if I only view people in the last circumstance I see them in, then I miss the blessing of relationships, especially if I've had difficulty with these people in the past. And think about what God did with us. God didn't leave us where we were. He, he took the initiative, and he takes us in and invites us into a relationship with him every day. And, and he did this even when he had no reason to. He's the one that took the initiative to connect with us, and he offers himself to us, and that's the way we should live as well. So don't leave people as a past memory or as an unknown story. Make connecting with others a priority in your life, and you will never lack for friendship and for love and for connection in life that will lead you forward. That's what we need to, to see. So enough about the, the negative side of it or the difficulties with it. I think we all get that this is difficult at times. So let's talk about how we do this. How do we actually put this into practice? And Paul gives it to us right here. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourself. What he's saying is pretty simply this. My life is best when I put others first. Now you've got to start believing that. That my life is best when I put others first. And I know some of you just immediately think about that and go, well, but, but, but what about my needs? What, what about me? And, and what's going to happen with this? And, and that's where I say we got to learn to trust God. we got to learn to take him at his word and understand that when we begin to live our life in such a way that we view others as more important than ourselves, then God's going to take care of these other things in our life. You know, I, I've had people tell me a lot that, and maybe you've heard this phrase, you know, if you're going to have a friend, you need to be a friend, right? Maybe you've heard that before. Well, I'm going to go ahead and change that, and we're going to make a new phrase, all right? Be a friend just to be a friend. Not to get anything out of it. Be a friend to be a friend, because that's what we're supposed to do, is that we're supposed to be a friend to people because we're supposed to put their needs first. We're supposed to consider how we can live our life in connecting with other people and what we can do in that way. And so just learn to be present for the good of others and not just for your own selfish benefit. And there I threw that word selfish in, right? Because that's really the, the, the key of it all. You, you see where this is all going. The culture tells us that we need to be independent and we need to take care of ourselves and we shouldn't have to have help from anybody else and we should be able to do all these things and alone. And then the more that we're not able to do that, the more stressed out we become about these things. But the reality is God's saying that's not it at all. Just, just learn to live and put others first. And think about the truth of this. And I know this is very, very, very difficult to imagine. But what would it look like if everybody was doing that? Wouldn't your needs be being met as well? If everybody lived in such a way that they were considering the needs of others as more important, we would all be perfectly taken care of. That's the truth of when God's word is actually lived out. Now, we all know the reality of this is it's not going to happen that way because not everybody chooses to follow God's word in their life. But if we as believers will trust that God will fill that gap when others fall short, we can still choose to live this way, putting others first. But if life is all about you, then there's really no need to do that, right? But let me explain this. What does it look like to, to put others first? Let me talk about this one caveat of it. To put others first does not mean to put myself down. That's not what Paul is talking about. He's not talking about some false sense of humility that just 
you know, stands up in front of everybody and goes, well, I'm not really all that good, and I'm not that, you know, I'm, I can't do that, and I can't live this way. That, that's not, he's not talking about putting yourself down. He's talking about putting others first. And you need to understand that God views you as the incredible, unique creation that he made you. And he desires a relationship with you. He wants you to know him and just like he knows you intimately. And so he desires that relationship. Look what the psalmist says about what God did when he created us. Psalm 139 says this, For it was you, God, who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And then look what it says about you. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. So the truth is, you're awesome. I mean, that's just the truth about it. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you an incredible person, and God has given you a story and a purpose. And so God's desire is that you find that story and that purpose, and the way that you do that is you trust him and you follow his word. You see, don't get caught up in the comparison trap that we get caught up in so many times in our culture. It will fool you every time. When you just start comparing yourself to, to someone else, you know, you can go, ah, I can't do anything like that person, or I'm, you know, I'm not talented like they are, I don't have what they are, I can't do what they do. You're always going to fall short. Or maybe you're going to fall on the other side of it, where you find people who go, well, they're not as smart as me, they're not as good looking as me, they're not as tough as me, they're not as whatever. That comparison trap will fool you every time because it's all dictated by how you view the world. And so the Bible's solution to the comparison trap is spelled out right here in this passage. Put everyone else first, and then you will find your proper place in this order of life. And again, like I said, think about what that would look like if everyone else were living that way. And, and the truth is, like I said, they're not going to be that way. So how, do, how then do I continue to trust God and live this out? If I'm going to do this, but I understand not everybody else is going to do this, then that means I am going to run into relationships where I get burned. I am going to run into situations in life where I'm frustrated. I am going to run into difficulties on this earth. So how do I live out God's word when I know that other people aren't necessarily going to do this and, and I desire to find this type of life? What does it look like? Well, very simply is this, I can ask God to help me see. Ask God to help me see what, Lyndall? Ask God to help me see the things that I can't see. The benefits that are happening from living this way, the things that are happening in my life, the difference that I'm making in other people's lives, the life that I'm receiving by actually putting God's word into action, what is it, what good is it God, can you help me see this? Because it's difficult to continue at times, especially when life and relationships beat me down. You know, a great thing to ask God also would be, God, can you help me to see me through your eyes? God, could, could you help me to see how you view me the, just so I can get a glimpse of how, how you look at my life? If you can learn to see yourself and then begin to see others the way he sees them, then, then your life will change dramatically. You know, and that's honestly, when we look at this word humility, that's honestly what this is. Humility is learning to see yourself as God sees you. I'll read this quote that I found. Um, it says this, humility is appropriate 
self-appraisal. It's seeing yourself as God sees you. Humility is adopting God's perspective on who you are and what you are assigned to do. It is the attitude that emerges from the spiritual discipline of thinking about yourself like God thinks of you. Humble leaders accept their God-assigned identity and mission. In short, now think about this, in short, they are comfortable with who God says they are. Are you comfortable with who God says you are? You're awesome. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan and a purpose for you, and he's given us his word so that we can find that plan and that purpose and experience life. Or have you been fooled by this life where you're just trying to do it all on your own? Convinced yourself that you don't need anybody else, don't want anybody else, because every time I try to do things with somebody else, it ends up hurting me or hurting them or not working out the way that I want. You need to get past that lie, and you need to trust God with this. I want you to look at 1 Timothy 1, and I want you to look at what Paul says about his life. Paul tells the story of his life here in just a few sentences, and this is what he says. He goes, I give thanks to Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me. This is a man who's learned to see himself how God sees himself. Because he considered me faithful, appointing me to ministry, even though. I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an arrogant man. But I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance in unbelief and the grace of our Lord overflowed along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I am the worst of them. But I received mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, Christ Jesus, might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. You see, Paul understands that. That he once pursued things that were in his heart and his experience, but then God intercepted his life and changed it. And though he didn't think it could happen, or though he didn't think that he deserved for it to happen, God acted in grace and in mercy. And so Paul now understands his assignment is this, show up. I'm supposed to show up and do the things that God has asked me to do. And the more that I am present and trying to live out God's word in my life and through my life, then the more that I will begin to have life And I will begin to gain and see things that I've never seen before because God is now at work in me. And so when you learn that this simple truth that Paul wrote in Philippians, that we're supposed to put others first and we're supposed to be there for them, you will find purpose in your life. You will find passion and motivation for living. And and quite simply, you will find life because you will never run out of opportunity to love someone else. Paul also wrote these words in Romans 9. He said, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies to me through the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the benefit of my brothers and sisters 
my own flesh and blood. What's he saying? He's saying that he got to the place in his life where he so much saw the importance of putting others first that, that it became just almost unbearable, unbearable for him to think about the fact that there are people who do not know the love that Jesus Christ had. That so much so that he was willing to sacrifice himself if he could so that they could know him. And that was his motivation for life. And, and that's why he got out of bed in the morning and that's why he went forward. And so it's so important for us to find that connection with others. It's important for us to fight for that connection with others. It's important for that to be a priority in our life. God wired you and created you to have a right relationship with him and then be connected with other people. Life is not centered around me. It's not centered around you. It's him at the center. And then he connects us with others, which is why it's so important for us to show up, for us to be involved, for us to reach out, for us to make that effort because we can find life when we do that. You see, all this saying that when I find a godly perspective, when I find God's way of viewing me, a godly perspective of myself will actually help me to love God, to love others, and to find life. That's what it's about. This connecting with others just isn't because we're supposed to be nice. It's because when, when we have a godly perspective of ourself, so much in a way that we can live out of the overflow of what God's doing in our heart so that we can be a blessing to other people, then our love for God grows, our love for other people grows, and we find life. Let me ask you this question. Are you, are you tired of, of life kicking you around? Do you feel like it's just been difficult to, to just live and survive in this? Then would you trust God with your life? Would you trust him and take him at his word? And would you find the way to put him first in your life and then to live your life in such a way that you desire to be a blessing for others? Is it going to be easy? No, it's not going to be easy. But I promise you, it'll be worth it if you will. Would you pray with me for just a minute?